for safety of our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land, especially those on the front line who are in danger. And Hashem uh, should keep them safe, and uh, all the wounded may have a full and speedy recovery, and all the uh, hostages may they return home safely. We're up to the Mishnah, in the third chapter in Baba Kama, 31a. Third line from the top. There are two people who are carrying or selling uh, pots, or, and they're going. <coughs> they're walking in the public, in the street. In this condition, and the first one tripped, but now finally fell. And this condition, and the second one tripped over the first one. And, and his pots fell and broke. So the first one is responsible. He has to pay for the damage. But it's his fault. He tripped and fell, and then someone fell on him. It's his fault. So he has to pay for any damage as a result. For the, the second. That's the mission. Don't say that our mission is following the opinion of Rameh. That if someone trips, it's his fault, he's negligent, he has to walk to where he's going. Even according to the rabbis who say, it's not his fault. The person doesn't have to watch. Yeah, tripping is not negligence. He tripped. What do you want from his life? He's not, he doesn't have to go with his nose to the ground and, you know, he's walking and his mind is occupied with loftier things and he fell. <laughs> and he tripped. And he fell. But even according to the rabbis, our Mishnah could even follow their opinion. They would agree that he's liable for the damage of the second one who tripped over him and his patzpa. Why? Because he stayed down. Hey, you tripped, fine. Get up immediately. No, he stayed down. So therefore, now you chose to stay down or you relax and getting up. And then the second one tripped over you. This is your fault already. No one blames you for tripping. But it's your responsibility if he didn't get up immediately. That's what Rabbi Yechon says. Even if he didn't have a chance yet to get up. He just fell. He didn't even have a second to get up yet. He's still responsible, according to the rabbis. Why? It wasn't his fault that he tripped. And he didn't have a chance to get up yet. Nevertheless, he's responsible. Why? Because he should have warned him verbally. You have a mouth. You lost your tongue. Tell him, watch out, watch out, I fell. Watch, stand back. The other one, his head is also in the clouds. He's not paying attention. So you have to warn him. You didn't warn him, so you're responsible. No, he disagrees. He disagrees with Rabnachim Bayez. If he didn't have a chance. He argues Rabnachim. He says the mission is talking about he had a chance to get up and he didn't get up. But only then is he responsible. If he didn't have a chance to get up, then indeed it's not his fault that he fell and he didn't have a chance to get up. He would be exempt from the damages. So he explains it why. Why is that? Omar says, He's busy. 
if he didn't have a chance to get up yet, he didn't even have a chance to warn him. He just fell. He's in a daze. He just, he just, he just fell. He's checking if he's, uh, if he's wounded, if he's okay. He didn't have a minute to, to watch, look behind him who's coming and to warn him. So you can't hold him responsible for that. It's only if he did have a chance to get up and he chose not to get up or he was lax and lazy and getting up, then we hold him responsible. <coughs> That's the argument in Abiyechen and Abnachon by The Gemara asked, and then we learn later on, we learn later on in the mission in the tract that what if one is walking with a beam in the, in the street, in the public? And the one is walking with a, with a barrel. He's He's walking behind the one with the beam. So, if the beam broke, yeah, if, if the barrel broke in the beam, because he walked right into the beam. You have to watch where you're going. You're behind me. You have to look ahead of you. You walked right into me. I don't have eyes in the back of me. I'm walking. I'm allowed to walk. I'm carrying a beam. And you walk with your barrel right into me and your barrel broke. Of course, I'm exempt. The one, the, the one carrying the beam is exempt. It's your fault. One, one carrying the, the, the barrel. What if he stops in the middle of the road? Mm-hmm. Like he makes a short stop. The guy is walking and he walks right into him. Well, it's your problem. Your fault. Who asked you to stop? There are people behind you. you you're carrying a beam. You have to be careful. That's the mission. So my love, surely, the mother says, surely, isn't it talking about why did he stop? Why did he make a short stop? Because he's, 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 he's readjusting his shoulders. Maybe it's slipping off his shoulders. So he stops to fix his shoulder to make sure that it's resting well on his shoulders, not slipping off his shoulder. And nevertheless, and he's liable. Why is he liable? He, he wasn't negligent. He had a right to stop to, to, to fix, to adjust the beam on his shoulder. But nevertheless, he's liable. Why? He should, have, he should have warned him. Of course, you have a right to stop. But it's your responsibility to warn him. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't disprove the Nachum by Yitzhak's point. Yes, you have a right to fall down. It's, a, it's not your fault, according to the rabbi. But you do have a responsibility immediately to look behind you and to warn the person. Wait, watch, watch. I just fell. Be careful. Give me a minute till I can get up. And if he doesn't, he's responsible if the other one trips over him. Just like over here, he's responsible when the barrel, he walks right into him because he didn't, he didn't warn him. The mother says, Lord, Rabbi Yechon will tell you, no, you misunderstood the Mishnah. It's not what the Mishnah is talking about. The Mishnah means Robert Lovebush. He stopped, he stopped to, to have a drink or to eat, to eat a snack. He stopped to rest. According to you, Rabbi Yechon, you're telling me that if he stopped, but he didn't stop to rest, which is negligence. But he stopped just to adjust, adjust the beam on his shoulder. Then he's exempt because he has a right to and he doesn't have a chance. He's busy, he doesn't have a chance to look behind him and to warn the other one. Tadaton is safer. Then why does the mission at the end of that mission, does he say, And if the one carrying the beam did say to the one carrying the barrel, Stop. And he didn't listen, and then he banged into the beam, and his barrel broke. Then Potter is exempt because he warned him. If, according to you, Rabbi Yechna, listening to the day, 
But he, he should have said even better yet. He should have made a distinction even if he didn't warn him. If he just stopped, it depends why he stopped. When do we say that the one who's carrying the beam is responsible for the damage of the barrel if he stopped to rest? Which he had no right to. But if he stopped for a minute to adjust, adjust the beam in his shoulder, Potter is exempt because he's too busy adjusting his beam. It's not his responsibility to turn around to look what's behind him and to warn the guy behind him. Really, what I'm saying is correct. If he stops to adjust and the beam smashes right into him, and the barrel smashes into him, the owner of the beam is exempt. Why doesn't the mission say it? A commission is coming to teach us. And even in the case, even in the case, he stops to rest, which is negligent. The street is not a place for resting stop. People are going back and forth. Who gave you a right to stop to rest? So therefore you should be held responsible for anything that happens. Nevertheless, the mission is coming to tell us. If he warns the one with the, with the, uh, with the barrel, He's carrying the barrel to stop. And he doesn't stop, he's exempt. He can't say the barrel. Listen, you have no right to stop. I'm going, I'm going ahead. If anything happens, it's your problem. No, I warned you. Yes, what I did was not correct, but I warned you. So you, have no, so you went in deliberately. You walked right into my, with your, with your barrel, you walked right into my beam and you broke your barrel. It's, you, it's on you. It's on you. It's your problem. I don't have to pay so that's a big chiddush, a big innovation. That's where the mission is coming to teach me in that case. But the truth is, you're right. If he stops just to adjust his beam, he would also be exempt. Umar says, Tashma, bring your proof. We learned. We learned the Brites. Again, he's asking Rabbi Yechazim, bring your proof to Rabbi Nachman. We learned the Brites. Those who sell pots. As Agogin and those who sell glass. So you Malch and Zechazer were going one half behind the other. And the first one tripped, but and he fell. And the second one tripped over him and fell. And he got hurt. He got hurt, and whatever he was carrying got hurt. And then Ashlishi Bashani. It was a, it was a, it was a it was a full accident. Well, one after the other. It was one after the other. It was a pile-up, a pile-up. The, the third one trips over the second one, and he gets hurt, and whatever he's carrying gets hurt. So the law says it's as follows. The first one has to pay for the damages to the second one. The second one has to pay... For the damages of the third. And if they both fell, the second and the third fell because of the first one, they both fell on him. Then he has to pay for both of them. Let's say he, he tripped over his head, he tripped over his legs, then he pays for both of them. Yeah. And if they warned each other after they fell, and they're exempt. So what are we talking about? My love, surely aren't we talking about a case loyal and lami? They didn't have a chance to stand up. They tripped them. Before they even had a chance to get up, before the first one had a chance to get up, the second one tripped over him. Before the th- He had a chance to get up. 
the third one tripped over him, and nevertheless, they have to pay. Why they have to pay? He didn't have a chance to get up. And the rabbis say, tripping, it's not your fault. So why do they have to pay? Because he should have warned them. Your mouth, you still have a tongue, you can still speak. You should have warned the guy behind you. It's your responsibility, even though you're busy with your fall, and you're busy with your own tzadahs. I'm busy with my own tzadahs and my own uh, sorrows. No, you always have to think about the one behind you, and you have to make sure that he doesn't get hurt, just because you got hurt. So this proves I'm not my Yitzhak's point. The Gemara answers, Rabbi Yechon will tell you, no. Really, if you don't have a chance to get up, you're too busy with your fall. You don't have a head space to think about the guy behind you. You're not held responsible for that. Bryce is, talk, Bryce is talking about he had time to get up, and that's why he didn't get up. It's negligence. Yeah, you're taking your good old time in the middle of a street. It's a busy, busy thoroughfare. You're taking your time. You have to pay. Talking about the so you want to say Bosh If he didn't have a chance, my Pturin. According to the, you, you're saying they'll be exempt, even though you didn't warn them. That's the case. Why does he say at the end of that Bryce? He says, and if they warned each other, they're exempt. He should say even something greater, even more innovative. You should make a distinction. That they're liable for each other. If he had a chance to get up, he didn't have a chance. He's exempt. Even if he didn't warn him. But the answer is really yes, he could have said that. But what he's telling us is even a greater chiddush, even even more innovative. Kamash coming to teach me even though he had a chance to get up. So it's totally negligent for him to remain in the road and not get up. So you would think he'd be liable for anything that happens. So he says no. If he's coming to tell me that he is here, that if he warns them, then they're exempt because he gave him enough warning, he gave him enough chance. To protect themselves. He can't say, well, I have a right to go here. You have no right to stand this. I'm just going to go straight. If I fall, it's on you. No, I warned you. You can go around me. I'm not blocking the whole road. You can go around me. And you didn't. It's your problem. You are, I'm not responsible. What if he was a small... Rav explains the b'raise that we just mentioned. Those who are walking in the street, those who are carrying the... The, ba- the, the pots and those who are carrying the, the glass. He said there's a difference. The first one has to pay for all the damages of the second one. His bodily damages, he himself got hurt. And for if his, whatever he's carrying broke, he has to pay. The first one has to pay for it. But Shaini, the second one, But the second one, when he says the second one has to pay for the damages of the third party that slipped, that tripped over him and fell, he only has to pay for his bodily damages, not for the things that he's carrying. The mother says, the mother wants to understand why. Make up your mind. If you hold that the one who trips it's negligent, you have to be careful, you had no right to trip in the first place, you shouldn't have never have tripped. So the second one who tripped over the first one, you should have watched where he's going. Just because the other one is lying in the road, you should have watched, it's your fault that you fell. So if your fault, you're responsible for anything, all the consequences. So the third party that tripped over you, you should pay not only for his bodily damage, pay for any, anything that broke, anything he was carrying that broke because of the fault. 
So you hold that the food, that tripping is not negligent. A person is occupied. You're walking down the street. You're thinking Mishnayis Bapa, Tanya Bapa, Dilim Bapa. Your head is in the clouds. You're thinking of loftier things, and you're not an animal with his nose to the floor. All he sees is the, what's ahead of him. Your eye is to the sky. You walk. No, but tripping, tripping is. Yeah, but tripping is not muad. It's not. It's not. It's not, it's not, I'm not negligent. Rameir, but we're talking about the rabbis. So tripping is not your fault if you hold like the rabbis. The tripping is not your fault. You can't hold them responsible for tripping. Then affiliation not malicious. Even the first one should be exempt. Any damages that he does, bodily or other. So, so how do you explain? Mud answers. We continue on side B, thirty-one B. Mother says, how do you, you know the difference between the first and the second one? The first one surely is negligent. Therefore, he has to pay for all the damages that were done to the second, whether bodily and also if he was carrying something in a broke. But, but Shani, the second one, is not Peshea. He's not at fault. He was careful, but he was, the guy just fell before he had a chance. He, he fell over. Uh, he fell over the first guy. So I goofy. I'm sorry, but the second one it wasn't his fault that he fell. So, so the third one that tripped over him, he has to pay for his bodily damage. Why? He had a chance to get up. He didn't get up. But Mamayna, the, 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 the valuables, the things that he was carrying, the third one was carrying, and he fell and it broke, that he's exempt. Potter, why? The humble You can say to the third one, I am became a bird, I became an obstacle, right? I'm lying on the floor, I'm lying in the street, I'm an obstacle. But I did not dig the, the pit. Who dug the pit? The first one. I was, uh, was out of my hands that I fell. All of a sudden, the guy, the guy made a short stop. Or all of a sudden, the guy uh, fell. And before I had a chance, I, I fell over him. So therefore, we, if a person makes onerless, if a person, after, after, you, after you, you had no choice and you fell, right? It wasn't your fault that you fell. And then you walk away and say, listen, it's not, it's not my problem, right? You just leave the broken shards there. You fell. It wasn't your fault. You were, so you, 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 it's not, you're, you're not liable for bird. It's not my bird. Stigma to ask and of the Maysville ask you a question. We learned it. But I in the case of the one is carrying barrels and the other one, uh, pots, and the other one is carrying glass. The Brahis says, Kulon Chayavin on this Kigufon, Pturan on this Kimamainam. That if they did, they caused damage to others, they have to pay for the damage done, to the bodily harm done to others. But if their money did damage to others, they're exempt. Another Brahis that explains the Brahis we learned earlier that when he says the first one is responsible for the second one. And the second one is responsible for the third one. What he means is only responsible for bodily damage and not for money. Not for any, any, any damage that was done when they fell and their, whatever they were carrying broke their exam. 
My love, surely, we're talking about a filudition, even the first one also, he doesn't have to, he only has to pay for the bodily harm he causes the second one who tripped over him, not for anything that he dropped and fell and broke. If you're, if you're applying American, I would say you should invest in a will. <clears throat> Why? Because it's like burr. Because he holds. It wasn't my fault that I tripped. Tripping is not a it's not a negligence. It's a, it's an accident, and therefore I don't own this bird. I don't want this bird. I make it ownerless, and therefore I'm exempt for any monetary damage that's done. Oh, the only thing I am responsible is I should have gotten up. So any bodily harm that's caused to you, I have to pay. So it's not like Rav. Rav argue that the one who for the first one is. It is his fault that he tripped. <laughs> Everyone holds that slipping and tripping is, is negligent. He had no right to trip. According to him, the only argument is between the rabbis and, um, and the mayor, the argument is if 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 a person makes his items ownerless, if he tripped and if he fell and if he fell and it was his fault that he fell, so then the mayor says that you're liable. It doesn't help to make it ownerless. So you you dug the pit and you're liable. According to the rabbis, no. Even then you're exempt. Even then you're exempt. Since you make it ownerless, you're exempt. It's not yours. Let the city department clean it up. But the but the but everyone agrees. Everyone agrees that if it wasn't your fault that you fell, and then everyone agrees that you have a right to make it ownerless and, and, and you're not responsible. It says Lloyd. Rabbi will tell you no. The Braise doesn't mean that the first one is exempt. The Barmid is exempt, except, except for the first one. He's talking about the second one. The first one was negligent. And therefore, since he's negligent, he has to pay for all the damages that result, both bodily and the, uh, if he was carrying something and if, uh, while he fell and broke, he's, he's liable for that as well. It's the second one. It wasn't his fault that he fell down. Therefore, he's exempt from the, from the financial damage. Anything breaks, but he's liable for the personal damage because he should have gotten up and he didn't. Rice says clearly all of them. Meaning, including the first one. answers when he says kulon, he means anizokin. Meaning, those who were damaged, all those who were damaged as a result of the first one falling. He's not referring to the first one. He's saying all those who tripped on the, as a result of the first one falling, which is the second one and the third one. So those two, those two, he says, you only pay for the bodily damage and not for the the pots broke. How could you explain the mission? How can you explain the price? And it's talking about it's talking about only the Zuck and only the second and third. Yeah, I'm a you're gonna say that means all of them are filodition, you're exempt for any financial damage. You only have to pay for the bodily damage. He says, If he's excluding the first one, it just means all those who were damaged by the first one, Michael, and why is he cool? Listen, and Nizakin. You should just say Nizakin. Clear, speaking clear language. It's also one word. 
being economical on words, and this argument. All those who were damaged as a result of the first one fall. Intent to be clear. So therefore the mother explains Rava differently. Hello Rava Marava. But the Nishe who tripped and fell, he didn't get up, even though he had a chance to get up. He has to pay for the bodily damage of the second one and also for if any if he if he while he fell, is he was carrying something and it fell and broke, he also has to pay for that. He, since he didn't get up, he's like he's like doing damage directly. Asheni, but the second one who tripped on the first one and he didn't get up even though he had a chance to get up but only only with the bodily damage but not for the financial damage by time because we already learned if a person dies in a pit and uh, pots, pans, or kalim, utensils fall in the pit and break, you're exempt. Therefore, I can't hold him responsible. You're like a bird. You're like an obstacle lying in the middle of the street and someone tripped over you. So for his bodily damage, you have to pay. You don't pay for a person who dies or a person who who's damaged, you do pay. But for kalim, if he breaks, that's already his death. So it's, 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 you don't pay for any kalim. Any obstacle is an offshoot of bird. It doesn't matter if you made it on the list. You didn't make it on the list. So therefore you can say the second person who tripped, he's like a bird. He's an obstacle. If a person makes it on the list, he leaves an obstacle in the public, in the street, and he makes it on the list, ain't and he's not like bird. It depends. No, it depends. If he makes it on a list, it, then he is bird. It is bird. If he didn't make it on a list, he's not bird. It's like his, his money. It's like his axe did the damage. And then you're responsible for any damage that happens, both personally and, and financially. If then, if the Caleb also, for Caleb also, then it broke. Michael and Maimon, how you can explain it? So therefore the Gemara says, Lailam, rather, we don't want to go against the Rav. Explain Rav, he's arguing with Rav. He says, Lailam, really, like Rav explained in the beginning. That the first one who tripped, it's, he's negligent. And he's liable for all the damages that result. Whether it's bodily, the second one hurt himself bodily, and also if he broke something because of, he, because of his, he tripped over the first one. You have the question, what do you mean, Kulun Chayavin? All liable only for the bodily damage. Not for the any other damage. So Tirgumah, interpreted it, what he means is, Tamid Ravin, what he means is, Shuhusku Kalim Bikalim. If the first one, if the second one who tripped, whatever he was carrying fell on the utensils of the first one. Then the first one is exempt. Because since it's like bird and bird, you're not liable for any damages to utensils because of bird. So the kalim are exempt because it's bird.
Master said, we learned earlier, if they all fell, the second and the third one fell because of the first one. How is this? He lied down, right? He fell in the middle of the road, like a carcass. He blocked the road. So they, they, they both fell on him. They both, the second one and the third one, this one and, and the, maybe over his head, this one over his legs. Whoever goes is, is tripping over him. No one can go any other way. Like a stick of a blind one. Sometimes he puts the stick over the whole width of the way till there's no room for anyone to go there. So therefore, whatever happens, he's liable. Since he blocked the whole road, he's liable, liable for everyone. He has to pay for everyone, for the damages of the second and the third. Be, yeah, we'll do the mission tomorrow. Everyone will get the